Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place we love to say that Jesus is the way. We also say <laughs> everything, everything else is a conversation. And there can be a lot of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> everything else. So thanks for joining us today for conversation. Deli, Arnick, Jeremy, and uh, Andy, we're all in uh, studio today, mm, wrapping up the book of Mark. So at Christway, we are reading through the Gospels, five chapters a week, and uh, this particular week, we are finishing up the book of Mark, 16 chapters in Mark. Uh, today, we try to focus on the chapter that we'd read <clears throat> on Wednesday, and that would be chapter 15, but uh, before we flip the, uh, the recorder on, uh, we were just discussing a couple of things, and um, Jeremy mentioned something you said, uh, you don't remember reading something. I definitely don't remember thinking of it the way that I thought of it when I read it this time. The first thing that stood out to me and I actually, you know, used it in a, used part of it in a password cause that's how I do my passwords with Bible verses I'm working to memorize, but which password is that? I'm not telling you. Uh, and just. The beginning here where Jesus is being questioned, but verse 5, Jesus made no further answer. That stood out to me uh, in, you know, in a culture of watching Facebook posts and and the, the need to respond and the balance of defend myself, defend what I think is right, all those things. Jesus made no response. Yeah, pressure maybe. Yep, yep. Even a sense of... <clears throat> Even a sense of I should. Mm-hmm. Obligation. Yeah. yeah. Obligation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that that kind of stood out to me. But what, what I never had noticed before was verse 8 when they're talking about Barabbas and the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered, do you want me to release the king of the Jews? And then... But the chief priests had stirred the crowd. Mm-hmm. So so I just I just want Jesus would have been beloved by many people who he had healed and freed and loved and and their families who had given them back lepers and given them back demon possessed children and raised children from the dead and he touched he touched Jews and and Romans and so there would have been or should have been, lots of people on Jesus' side. And here's the the leaders and their whatever their PA system was of the day could go in and change, could rile the crowd against him. And and we are living through a pandemic that has been politicized beyond beyond recognition of what is real. I think, and and now we're blessed to not be physically touched by a war in in Europe. And how do you how do you know how to what attitude to have based on what who you're listening to? And yeah. and it's just it, so it just stood out to me as as I still think I could be swayed like the crowd was swayed by. Yeah by the voices that that I allow influence over me. So when you get the larger picture and you pull the you, you pull the lens back 
um, that's chapter chapter 15, chapter 11, mm. is the Hosanna, Hosanna. Yeah. Blessed yeah. is he who comes in, like the entire crowd. Like That's not long out. ago. That's not, uh, that's not last week. year. Day, it was <laughs> yeah. days ago. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was days last, ago. Yeah. It was literally yeah, six, way, you know. five, six days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they, they're cheering and anthems and parades and, you know, the big ticker tape parade. Mm-hmm. And then less than seven days later, that same crowd is saying, uh, crucify him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to wonder what the inputs are. And to, you know, to your point, how vulnerable are we? Is invulnerable a word? How, how not vulnerable do we feel yeah. like we yeah. are? Yeah. Yeah. And these, these chief priests, those are the people that you're trained to trust, right? Those would have been the, the leaders that Jesus maybe yeah. didn't train you to trust, but as a culture, those would have been the people that, they would have valued what they had to say over right. what Pilate was going to say, by far. Like, <laughs> like any other person, they were putting their trust in them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that, that's when you say, like, being swayed um, when they trust somebody like that. And and for Pilate, like, he was not a nice guy. I mean, I remember, like, reading some things, like, he was not very nice. But also, he he, he was like, I don't really see, like, in other, I think in, in Luke or something, he says, I don't, I don't even see any fault in in right. this Jesus, right? Yeah. I don't see any fault in him. Well, at one place, it, it, it says he wanted to let him go. Yeah. 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 And realized. He understood. He goes, mm. I know what this is. This yeah. Is like trying to be manipulated, right? play. Yeah. yeah. Verse 10 yeah. talks about them doing it because he realized at that point that they were doing that to Jesus because of their envy and the way they felt mm. towards him when he wouldn't answer. And I don't know. There's something in that. There's something in his unwillingness to play to the crowd. And... I'm not trying to um, necessarily enable mavericks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a funny word. I'm not saying go out and be a maverick, but there's something to the crowd, Jesus refusing to play to it. And I get the sense, I would say by permission, that even though Pilate was privy to the nature of Jesus's trial, there's still something in him that desired for the crowd to make the choice. And I don't know, that speaks to me, how what Jeremy said about being on Facebook and feeling the pressure and the obligation to speak Mm -hmm. out a certain way. And so much of what we do is not quantified in 2,000 years later or in the newspaper in seconds. When you get into that environment, Mm -hmm. it's all in seconds, and it's just the next thing that gets said. I think there's a wisdom defined sometimes And please forgive my vernacular for saying it so plainly, but sometimes shutting up is so good. Just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I'm listening to an interview, uh, Philip Yancey, Mm -hmm. who's uh, 72. Mm. Wow. Right. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Uh, Philip Yancey and uh, and Kerry Newhoff, and he's talking about being a writer, and he says, "I'm not a theologian. I'm not a you know. I'm a journalist. That's what." Mm. So. Talking about being a writer, and he talks about today and some of the things that he does in his writing process. He says one of the gifts of today is you can write a blog, and it can be read in uh, Kiev in forty seconds. Yeah, like it's it's accessible, right? And he said, but the other, but the problem is that and this is his point, and I think it resonates with what you're saying. You don't have to do any work at all. You can just 
start typing. Like there doesn't have to be any research. There doesn't have to be any editing. No one has to, you know, and before if you're writing a book, you have to edit it and you have to do some research and people have to bring some things together. It has to get an approval process here and there. We don't have that anymore. That's out the window. The evidence of wisdom is no longer necessary. (laughs) No, 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 you don't have to prove anything. So the scripture, uh, we used to teach our kids, uh, particularly Emma, alphabet verses. Mm-hmm. A soft answer turns away wrath. A. Okay. Blessed are the peacemakers. B. Children obey your parents in all things. Do everything uh, without complaining or disputing. Right. And so. Shout e, out to Sunday school culture. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. E is even a fool when he holds his peace is counted wise. Mm-hmm. Even a fool when he holds his peace is counted wise. So the wisdom of holding our thought, but then the cultural pressure to have to speak. And I don't. Um, I mean, initially, I hesitate to bring this up. This is such a charged topic. But when George Floyd was murdered, it was something that uh, the Internet was flooded with things. And as a middle-aged white guy, (laughs) I asked Melinda on more than one occasion, because in the social media feeds, I would see other people of that were middle-aged, white, whatever. They were my friends around the country. And I would look at Melinda on more than one occasion, and I'm like, why are they, what are, why are they, everyone had something to say. Yeah. And I'm like, why are they, why are they doing this? And I was like, why are they feeling so much, are they feeling pressure to speak? Like, what is going on? Because it just didn't have any essence. Right. And I'm like, did you think about what you're saying? I don't, and we know here, and we had that conversation. It was, I guess I, man, I could look it up and know exactly. I felt like it was six or seven weeks. Yeah. 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 Before, Before I said anything about it or made any statement about it or preached a message about it. And it took me that long. Mm-hmm. And we've had conversations, you and I in particular, right? Absolutely. With Brian, yeah. and we had conversations. And, 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 uh, and, and Brian, uh, Brian got pressure. He told me, he said, African-American friends of mine, family, pressuring uh, they're like, what's your pastor saying? Right. And Brian was gracious. He said, he's thinking. We're talking about it. He's thinking. Mm-hmm. I really was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that mean I'm wise? I hope so. Yeah. Like, I hope it meant that I'm wise. Yeah. But just the idea of having to say, and do you understand what's going on? And what is the compulsion? And how can that be manipulated? Because we do have the accuser is the Satan. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. I, I was telling someone, literally, I was telling someone this morning, I said, I used to think that was his first name. You know, like, hey, there's Brother Satan. Right. It's actually called The Satan. Right. The title, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. The accuser. And and how that gets manipulated and how uh, best intentions, yeah. best hopes, but the pressure to have to say or do, and again, even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. Mm-hmm. And the funny way we say that is, we weren't sure if you were foolish or not, and then you opened your mouth and confirmed it for yeah, us. Yeah, right? we moved all down. Right, right <laughs> there you go. So interesting, so, 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 so interesting that Jesus um, had that self-control and that composure. One of the things that struck me through the years is that the time that he was literally beside himself, like clawing at the earth, sweating as it were blood, right? Raking at the ground in anguish, 
was not at the trial. It was <laughs> yep. not in front of Pilate. It wasn't even on the cross. He was good at that It was point. in the prayer place. Right. Right? And then he just, it was as if through those prayer moments, he just settled the issues. Yeah. And then he was like ice. Hmm. <laughs> just smack me. I don't have to say anything. Accuse me. I don't have to say anything. And the only reason, and it says it in here in our readings this week, that they tried to get their story straight. Right. Right. So yeah. there was clearly manipulation. Yeah. yeah. And we Plain couldn't even get our story yeah. straight. And then ultimately he says, you know, you'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory. Yeah. I mean, he is his own condemner, mm-hmm. right? He says the thing that gets him condemned. Right. But it's his timing, it's his speed, it's his pace. What a what an interesting interesting it's model crazy. for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and, and it's I think you went about Showing that the right way, it's it's funny picking back on what you said about that, and just these times, it just feels like what we're speaking to in this moment in this podcast is the time that we live in, and gleaning from it, Jesus's response. It's funny because him being quiet, just a few weeks later, we don't think about this, but a few weeks later, a lot of the same people that were probably in that crowd converted. So it was his silence that brought reformation. It was his silence that created an opportunity for contemplation to do the right thing and to see things in the right way. Just getting back to what you were talking about with the George Floyd, it was either you, what is your response going to be, middle-aged Caucasian pastor, or we've already written your response not quite so middle-aged, I'm almost there, African-American pastor. And I just think that's a great opportunity to talk about Jesus. There was an expectation in that crowd of what he needed to say. Only two things could he say. He's either going to condemn himself or he's going to admit that this is all just some elaborate hoax (laughs) and they were probably still going to kill him. And so it's more important that your decisions and what you have to say leans towards actually reforming things, not trying to in the moment settle whatever the doubts or or the misconceptions are of who you are. Jesus showed us that. There's a lot of people out there that didn't know who he was that ended up converting to him. And then there were a lot of people that were, you know, in the audience that were absolutely against him and opposed to what he was doing. So I think that's a great parallel if you if you speak too soon and you try to be responsive, it's not going to lead to reformation. I might even say reactive. Yeah, it is reactive. It is reactive. And a lot of times people want to pre-write for you what you should say in the first place. Now, I'll be honest with you. I have a good memory. A lot of what you did say was certainly wisdom when you chose to address those things. But it wasn't, I don't think what anybody expected, and that's called being Christ-led. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, this, there was a person that was college, college age, mid-20s, late-20s, that listened to the weekend message and actually called me and said, uh, I listened to the message and you didn't say anything about this. <laughs> like they called <laughs> me the carpet. And, and they, I want to know why. And I said, because I don't know what to say. That's basically why I'm like, I don't, I don't, my thoughts aren't formed yet. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, that was, I can take you where I was sitting in the car having that conversation, you know, and, 
my, my, my thoughts go to a verse which seems maybe a little uh, tangential, but uh, it's a glory to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. Right? And what does that even mean to overlook? Yeah. Well, I, I'm acting like it's not there. I'm just going to right over the top. Right. Yeah. And love look and overlook it. Love keeps no records of wrong is one of the things I think. Corinthians thirteen. Yeah, you know, so you 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 might be looking at something terrible and ugly and painful, but I'm not the scorekeeper. If anybody's a scorekeeper, it's Jesus. And he's decided to not keep score. So so I don't keep I but it's still difficult. It's so difficult to see, think about what's our role in in uh, in the battle of evil because so, yeah, yeah so, cuz so Jesus the only thing was, for yeah. the only thing for evil to triumph or whatever that yeah, is, right? for good men to do nothing. To do nothing, yeah. yeah. So here's Jesus, a good man doing a good man doing nothing. What that's what it looks like. It is what it looks right. Like. That's what it looks like, and uh, you know nobody. Peter tried to come to his defense in the garden, and Jesus stopped him. Rebukes him. Rebukes him. Right. But at the same time, he was the guy who said, "Hey, we need a sword." <laughs> so Peter took a sword. Oh, that's good. You know, and that's a, you know that's a struggle in a in a for a father for a somebody who's. Wasn't that, protect the, wasn't that the moment where Peter cuts off Malchus here, right? That whole deal. And Jesus looks at him and he's like, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, really, like, he stops, like, put away your sword. And then doesn't he say, don't you know, isn't that the place where he says, don't yes. you know I could call yeah. however many legions mm-hmm. of angels? Yeah. Which is really, is that the fundamental piece? Like, Jesus is looking at, like, who's in control here? Yeah. I don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in, I'm in control. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's something I was gonna say when you guys are were talking about all this is that, you know, uh, it, like just in in Mark 14 right before this, like he he's he's so in control, and I was looking to try and figure out where I think it's in John, um, where he's talking about like I'm the good shepherd, I, and I like I lay down my life, and again he, and again in, in uh, chapter 10 18 he says no one takes it from no me but I it. but I lay yeah. it down of my own accord. Mm. And so I was just, I was looking at that and I was thinking about just in, in Mark 14, he's uh, in 55, verse 55, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence and they could not find anything to put him to death. And they, and the people were trying to testify to him and he doesn't say anything. And he, he's just, again, not saying anything throughout the whole thing. And then finally in uh, 61, he says, again, they ask him, are you the one, the blessed one? And he, he is choosing to, like, he's not saying anything. And then he cho- chooses to say, I am. And they, like, I am the, the, the son of the man. And then again, same thing. He's going through, going through uh, into 15. He's not saying uh, much of anything. And then, uh, again, Pilate comes up to him, and he's saying, are you the king of the Jews? Are you the one who is re- saying you're a king or you are like a Caesar? Like, because that's what's going to convict you because I can't find anything. Mm-hmm. And he again says, you have said so. <laughs> like, and so I just... It's as you say. Yeah, like, I, I'm just thinking about that. Like, man, he is... <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's like, I understand that I am going to give up my life. Like, right. I, I have been... I've prayed with it. I've been in this guard. I've been thinking about it, praying about it. But I'm the one that's going to be giving up my life because I'm an innocent man. I know I am. I've, I've lived the life. 
but I'm going to give it up when I when it's time for me to give it up. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just what I was thinking about when I was reading through this this whole thing. Is Yeah, it yeah, just well, it hit me hard. You threw a big alley-oop, Andy. And I want to see you dunk that. Big alley-oop? <laughs> you threw a big alley-oop when you talked about the anticipation being way worse than how you, he ended up handling it. And just highlighting that, though, that a great deal of it is when you're thinking ahead and you get in your own head and you start getting anxious about what you know inevitably will be the reactions. You Sometimes the anticipation of that when he's praying in the garden, it's way tougher than where you end up when you're ready to endure or deal with whatever you have to deal with. And I, I don't know, that, I just think that's an alley-oop that deserves a dunk. Uh, yeah. Just the anticipation of that thing, praying for the thing, looking ahead and seeing what you'll, you'll endure. Spiritual battles. Yeah, the battles. The spiritual battles before. come before physical battles. Yeah. And, they're the, and then when you right? come to the crossroad, it's like this... Oh, okay. this battle's like, already yeah. been fought. Like it's already been fought, mm. yeah. <laughs> and 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 it's like yeah. And what is and what is the fight? The yeah. fight was, Jesus said, uh, "Is there another way?" Mm. Yeah. That's the fight. Mm. Is yeah. there another way? Now, when you know, and there are some theologians that you know differ on this. Is what did Jesus actually know, and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that space and you know what's coming down. You've just prophesied about it. Somebody's going to betray you. You know, you got the whole thing. Right. And you know what's coming down. And you know. And what do you do? It's a challenge. Yeah. Fighting in that space of, I am not sure this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Is there another way? Right. And what does God the Father say? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing recorded anyway, right? And then Jesus asks a second time and a third time. Mm-hmm. Scripture is is a gift to us that Jesus would ask three times. Not three times in six years, three times in likely 60 minutes. Right. Right. Three times, the answer is still no response. And ultimately, the fight is not what I will, mm-hmm. but what you will. And as we're talking i'm listening to you guys these other verses are popping around in my head and and the one is jesus says the only things i say are the things i'm told to say i only repeat what the father gives me to say so when he says yes i am i'm sitting here i'm wondering like he got fed that line (laughs) right that kind of idea like he's standing there i'm not saying anything and he tells the disciples take no thought for what you do what you're going to eat drink you know what none of that stuff and even the words the words will be given you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now, friends, that requires yeah. a tremendous amount of trust, yeah. which I think is produced from a tremendous relationship. Yeah. Abiding, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Abiding, yeah. Right? That we can step into a space. And I'll, frankly, in the last, I'm even going to say the last 48, 72 hours for me, becoming and continuing to be aware of my uh, position. So, uh, in a personal way, I was having a prayer conversation with the Lord, and I said, you know, I don't ever forget that I'm married. 
right? I don't like strike up a conversation with some woman, go to lunch with her. And a little bit later, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm totally married. You know, right. I, I don't have that, right? But what I do have sometimes is I get down a path, even in thought, and I'm not talking about sin thought, I'm talking about trust right. thought. Right. That, oh, 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 right, 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 right. I have anointing. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 right, I have authority with God. Right, right. right. Authority, when, when it appears that I watch things happen, rather than recognize that I have a connection with the Holy Spirit, whatever the physiology of that is, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. But I have that. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that today. Yeah. There was something that happened. And, and I, I, I stood out, and I just stood there, and it, I thought, I can, speak, I can speak to this. And there was this Christianese, here we go, sorry, apologies, <laughs> an unction. That's the <laughs> word I got when I was a kid. Right? This, this enacting of I need to speak into this space, right? So some of it is an awareness of who I am, which I don't want to forget, and I do. I don't think Jesus forgot who he was. Mm -hmm. But remembering that, and then in that space, listening, and the words that he gives me to say, I say, Mm -hmm. right? What is our infirmity in Romans 8? That we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for for us. For us, yeah. Right? So I'm listening for that. I'm like, Spirit, Holy Spirit, what needs to be said? Mm-hmm. And let my voice, when you're ready, if it is me, I'll say it. And if it's not, that's what you're talking about earlier. If it's not, I can stand by. <clears throat> I can stand by and buildings are burning down and I'm standing around waiting for you to, to speak. Yep. That is, we've talked a lot of, and about tension in the last many yeah. weeks. Yeah. This is a whole different level of that, right, isn't yeah. it, right? Because how it, comes, it can come across so arrogant or indifferent. Or both. Or, and both at the same, you know, so Jesus coming back across arrogant that I don't have to answer, or I'm indifferent to your questions, I'm indifferent to your situation, or I'm arrogant in that I'll be able to handle the, the Lord is with me, mm-hmm. and so wh- whatever this difficult situation, I don't need to go to extremes. I just walk in, walk into it in faith, yeah. and and I hopefully that's what what we can do when we walk into conversations that are, are difficult and awkward. And I just wonder the listening, <clears throat> the listening of that, because mm-hmm. here's the reality. We're all influenced. Yeah. I don't think the question is we're looking for the person who's not influenced. Right? We get two choices. We serve God or we serve money. Those are our choices. <laughs> There's a quiz. It's got two answers, mm-hmm. God or money, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever that money thing means, we're influenced by something. We will have a master. Now, that's counter to all American subculture, right? But mm-hmm. according to the scripture, we serve something, yeah. which means we will have a Master, there isn't an option C where, well, I'm going to take this one on my own right now. I'm not serving God or the other thing. Well, we understand that. <laughs> and so the right choice is to serve the Lord right. and serve in that space of, and this is Mark, Messiah's servant, right? That servant's mm-hmm. space of I'm listening and you tell me what to do because that's what servants do, mm-hmm. right? And if anybody didn't have to do that, it was him. Mm-hmm. He's, if anybody didn't have to take that posture of servant, it was him. 
Right, so it's not about his power. Except, right. again, yeah. it's not about your power. Yeah. Philippians 2, I guess, let this mind be in you, which so, was also so, in Christ, yeah, Christ Jesus, Jesus right? yeah. who being in the form of God, didn't yeah, think of robbery to be equal to yeah. God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. servant. Yep. That's became preaching. obedient unto death. That is preaching. And we're all <laughs> yeah. Became obedient unto death, yeah. even the death of the cross. Yeah. Looking unto Jesus, yeah. Hebrews 12, the author and finisher of faith. Yeah. Who for the joy set before him endured, endured, despised the shame, right? Whoa, right? Knowing all that stuff's gonna happen, but just the the dialed in service of that. Like that's why I that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to serve. I'm here to give hit in his case, his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. What a walk. He just walked us right from doubt and worry all the way up to trusting in service and trusting in a sense of purpose seems like the seems like it's the undertone. Well, and what yeah. I'd say too is let's just ask the question. Jesus appeared to have some hesitations anyway. Yeah. Whether it was doubt or not, I don't mm -hmm. know, but clearly can we do it another way? I think that's at least hesitation. Yeah. And how did he break through that? Praying. <laughs> One time? Mm -mm. Two? No. <laughs> right? Going back to a place of just prayer to the Father. And frankly, we none of us probably pray enough in that particular space. Yeah, I'm seeing the cover of the book we were on all last year now. <laughs> it's time to go back to the disciplines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was praying his guts out. Yeah. To align with the Father. Dude, praying his guts out. Yeah. Left left those behind. And yeah. I think we pray until we think, well, God's not going to change his mind on this. No, I'm going to be changed in this. And I think sometimes the, the submission of flesh mm -hmm. requires some pray your guts out. Yep. Because sometimes it's strong. And it's like a strong man, right? So... You bind the strong man, right? Uh, there was a day that binding me would have been a bit more challenging for you than today. <laughs> right. You know, you might be able to come up behind me and bind me a little quicker in my fifties than you could have in my twenties. So sometimes that 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 flesh gets really strong and requires maybe not just me, but maybe you praying with me, maybe the three of us, four of us praying together. Mm -hmm. Binding together, two or three, right? And coming together with that mindset. Yeah, that's absolutely leading to the necessity of connection to other people. That's what we always talk about, being connected to others. There's a million times, you know, that I'll face in a month where I'm like, okay, this is something I can pray for. But now, <laughs> where is that group text with my guys in it? <laughs> because I'm not going to try to pray for this by myself. Because it's, there's something in me that may be, you know, a little bit reticent toward the goal or the where that journey leads to. And I know if I can count on the relationships that I build and the people that I connect with that are like-minded, they can pray in a space where they're not faced with what I'm feeling in my infirmity. They're, they may be empathetic. They may sympathize. I'm dealing with 
what my flesh is actually connected to me telling me in that moment. And it is in that time where a text is going out, a call is being made. And in this scenario, I see you, literally you, being the man that gets let down through the roof. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus looks and he sees not his faith. Scripture tells us he sees their faith. Yeah. And maybe in this scenario, you're not the guy let down. Maybe it's this family in question that we've been praying for. Yeah. And the four of us are all up there and others, many, of course, many others, up around the roof, dropping that family down at Jesus' feet, right? right. And it's not his faith they see. He sees our faith. Right. And the ability to empathize, even sympathize, and be with people, but have that faith. Jesus responds to that. And the wisdom in that, to be able to reach out and say, I need your help. Mm-hmm. No shame. And not even weird. Like, I need your help. Well, what, what did he do? I mean, this man has an infirmity. Who sinned? He or his <laughs> son? I mean, whatever. The, what? The guys asking that question weren't the ones lowering him through the roof. What? That's not the question. <clears throat> Who sinned? N- no. Yeah. You have a sense of this, don't you? I mean, you have a sense of, we're, you're in that space right now. Absolutely, yeah. I bet there are some people listening to us that are in that space too. Yes. You feel like you could pray into that Absolutely. for a moment? You want Absolutely. to do that? Yeah, yes. close us out and pray into that space. God, we're just grateful for this word that is just so clear and resonates with the part of our journey today where we deal with the difficulty, not just of whatever our service or our mission is, but life things that we can see or not even have the ability to foresee that come to us. And difficulties happen, Lord. You're not a high priest in this sense that is not touched by this, Lord. Clearly in the scripture, you've dealt with hesitancy and foresight and seeing things uh, that you would have to endure. And you even... Talk to your disciples about the importance of them praying with you. Lord, there's parts of us that want to resist and that may be doubtful or may struggle with circumstances that come on us. And we just need you in that space. We need you to search us and say the things that we don't know how to say. And I'm praying, Lord, in those moments that we don't isolate ourselves from the help that we have from other believers. Help us to learn to reach out to one another and connect and receive the faith of the people that surround us, Lord. Ultimately, we just trust. We trust that we win in the end. We trust that you haven't forgotten about us and that in all things, we still can anticipate and know that there is glory to be revealed. Help us to have faith for that. Help us to believe that. And help us to connect to others when we're in those spaces where we can't see it clearly. We thank you for that connection. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Relationship and trust and trust in relationship. Yeah. Relationship in trust and trust in relationship. And as I was praying with you, I, I was thinking of that phrasing. And I... I said, thank you, Lord, that I have that with you, and, and I'm thankful that I have that with you guys as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a blessing. Thank you for joining us mm-hmm. uh, this week. 
for the podcast, and we hope you can continue with us through the readings of the book of Mark, and then as we uh, begin this week to enter in Luke. to the gospel of Luke Ooh. and uh, Messiah Man. So looking forward to that. Thanks again. Uh, until next time, take care.